Hey everyone, happy Wednesday, the final day of November, so the final November episode for the Locked On Penguins podcast. For today's episode, we're going to start with, obviously, the sad news regarding Chris Letang going to what this means short and long term for the Penguins, and I'm going to give him my best wishes. Then we're also going to preview the game against the Vegas Golden Knights on Thursday, and just go over some practice notes as well. So stick around for all that for today's episode coming up right after this. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LA underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. It's my final episode in Virginia before you know the long day ahead that I have on Thursday where I will be coming to you live from the 412. That will be from my hotel room, at least. Then the Friday we will have the house that we are moving into, which, you know, very, very excited about that but start today's show a topic that i did not think i was going to be talking about today and that is the reason why crystal tang was not playing on tuesday they said it was an illness i figured you know what probably just a, a cold flu bug it's the winter time just about everyone's getting sick nowadays whether it's that cold covid still going around of course but no um the penguins announced that latang had suffered his second stroke in eight years it happened on monday and he is out indefinitely and obviously you know, I don't even want to focus on the hockey aspect to start. Uh, I just want to make sure he's okay. Um, you all know that listen to the show. You've been watching this team for potentially even longer than I have. And, you know, you've been following this team longer than I have as well. That, you know, Latang, you know, this this happened in 2014. Um, about, I think it was about halfway through the regular season, had to miss a couple of months. Um, and that was when it was revealed that he had a hole in his heart. It happened when he was born. I think it was, they said it was going to slowly close over time. Don't think it's fully there as of yet. I think it's just going to heal on its own. And, but, you know, just another one of these happen again. And Tang, he's fortunate that this one was not as bad as that first one. And, you know, I mean, I don't have to be the one to tell you that this is very serious stuff. You know, I don't even want to, again, I don't even want to think about hockey with this. You know, this is, people die of strokes every day around the world. Like this is a life and death situation. Um, all I care about is his health, you know, just him doing everyday things, spending time with his wife, his two kids, his friends. The hockey aspect comes second. You know, it's, it's all about his everyday life. You know, I, I said the same thing at the time when I was not doing the show about Pascal Dupuis when he had the blood clots, you know, he, he had them once came back to five yards and then it happened again. And you know, he just knew he couldn't play in that situation. And I'm not saying that it's going to happen here with Latang. You know, I think, you know, if the doctors clear him to play, they clear him to play. If they don't clear him to play, they don't, you know, it's, it's up to them. And it's also up to Latang, whether he wants to play. It sounds like that he does, but you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm this medical professional. And I'm going like, to give a professional athlete advice. I was seeing that a lot on social media today. I think that's just ridiculous for people to, to do that, to be honest. You know, it's, it's his life. It's what he wants to do. The doctors are going to give, you know, their best course of recommendation. He's going to continue to get tested. And right now I just 
care that he is okay as a human being, <clears throat> as a husband, as a father, and just as a good friend um, to all of his friends out there. So I'm just, I'm really, you know, praying for him, of course. My my thoughts go out to him just because, you know, he's been in this situation before we had to miss two months. And, you know, I know he's out indefinitely and we'll get to the hockey stuff in just a second. But I just really want to take these first few minutes to just really say that none of that matters right now. All that matters is that he just gets back to being normal and, you know, he just can do the everyday things in his life. You know, he seemed to be in great spirits today when he was speaking to the media. Ron Hextall echoed those sentiments. Mike Sullivan said the same thing. (laughs) He even said that he just can't wait to get back on the ice. He was begging them to get back on the ice today. And they had to be like, no, Chris, like in 48 hours, you gotta, you know, you, you gotta stay off the ice. But, you know, I I would imagine if, you know, if he has his way, he'll probably be back on the ice at some point in the near future. But just, you know, my, my, my thoughts go out to him because this is a very serious situation. And I'm glad that a lot of the NHL community really came together to just wish him well. I saw a lot of the um, official Twitter accounts for some teams tweeting at the Penguins, a lot of opposing fans as well, giving their their support, even though you know he's been a thorn in their side. You know, that, that goes away with something like this. It's a stroke, people. Um, but, you know, all the best to him. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully he will be able to come back. It would be obviously great, but again, that's not, on the highest priorities right now. But, you know, as for how it affects the Penguins, it's, it's a big loss. I mean, we all have to, we all understand that. And that just means the, de- the defensive group as a whole is going to have to step up. Excuse me. Sorry about that. So, yeah, I mean, all six defensemen, I think they're probably going to call someone up from Wilkes-Barre. If I had to guess, if, if Latang goes on IR or LTIR, I don't know which one it's going to be. That will open up some cap room. You can maybe call up Ty Smith and to be your number seven, to the number seven defenseman, Mark Freeman, because right now you only have six defensemen since Latang is out indefinitely. And I think you're going to see the same pairings <clears throat> that you saw on Tuesday with, you know, I think Dumoulin, you know, back in the top four. <clears throat> Pedersen's probably going to be on the top pairing. Jeff Petrie's going to assume those minutes. Chad Riedel's going to play in the lineup. P.O. Joseph. Of course, you know, everyone's going to have to step up. You know, you can't replace Latang individually, and it's really hard to do it by committee, but I think they're going to try their best. That's for sure. I think you're going to see Petrie quarterback the top power play still. Um, he's going to obviously be the top defense, the top right handed defenseman until he's ready if he is able to come back this season. But, you know, the Penguins, they take a hit. That, I mean, this, this stuff. It obviously stinks, but you know that's it, it's unfortunate that this this that this happened. You know they, they just they'll have to play for him, and I think him being at the game and being there after and being at practice today, I think that's going to give this team a massive boost going forward. That like, hey, he's in your guys's corner. You guys are going to play for him, and you know I I can't wait for PPG Paints Arena if he is able to come back this season. Man, he, that is going to be a raucous ovation you know forget that he's closely closing in on a thousand games i don't even care about that right now and so many other accomplishments that he could have as a as a player but you know if he's able to come back that first game back at home it's probably gonna be one of the best ovations and one of the loudest times that you know i've, I've ever heard people paints me and i will surely get a ticket for that game but wanted to dedicate this segment to Latang and just wish him well and 
you know, this this is a very scary situation. And, you know, I just hope that he can live his life, be a great husband right now, be a great father, be a, a great friend. <clears throat> that's why I've been repeating myself. But, you know, that's that is what is important right now in the grand scheme of things. It's just, you know, his health and just the way he can go about his life um, for the short and the long term. So Chris, I'm thinking about you. All of penguins, all of the penguins fans are out there are thinking of you and hope you'll be, hopefully you'll be able to come back soon. Um, there's a lot of garbage on social media that I'm not really going to get into. People are <clears throat> discussing. I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. It's just a bunch of crap. Um, that people are just using their big brains is how I like to say it. Just trying to be edge lords and saying stupid stuff. I just, you know, I feel like social media has just ruined so many people, but you know, here's to a great recovery for you, Chris. And you know, hopefully you'll be back on the ice um, soon. So that will do it for this first segment of today's episode coming up in the second segment. We're going to preview the game against the Vegas Golden Knights. But <clears throat> before we get to that, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. You can head to the website today or to use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, I'm back here in this episode. Of the Locked On Penguins podcast, I am your host, Hunter Hodes. We're going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LOR Penguins. And, of course, thank you so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, third game of the five-game homestand for the Penguins on Thursday night at PPG Paints Arena. And that will be against the Vegas Golden Knights, a team that has just been shot out of a cannon this season. Bruce Cassidy has done a remarkable job with the Knights. And I'll, and I'll be the first to say it. I didn't, wasn't that high on them coming into this year. Thought their goaltending situation was going to be really bad because Robbie Leonard wasn't playing. They lost some pieces over the offseason. They traded Max Pacioretty for free. It was a cap dump. They got nothing in return. But Bruce Hassey's like, okay, I'm going to come in here. And so far, they're 17 and 6 and 1. They have the best record in the Western Conference. They are up by four points on the Seattle Kraken in the Pacific Division. They are looking like not just a bona fide playoff team. This is looking like a Stanley Cup contender. So far, and you know, they, they have a lot of great pieces up front. Chandler Stevenson, Jack Eichel, and Mark Stone. Eichel's finally playing like the superstar we thought he was going to play, like you know, while he was in Buffalo. And you know, he played like it at times when he was with the Sabres, but he was also just banged up. Remember, he had that horrible back injury where the Sabres were just screwing him over and he wasn't able to get the surgery that he wanted. He was able to get that surgery, got traded, and now look how he's playing. He's just looking like the Jack Eichel vote. He has been. Awesome this season. Mark Stone, I think he's one of the more underrated players in the league. Great first pass. His shot is awesome defensively. Very underrated. He's usually in the Selkie Trophy voting each and every season. And then Chandler Stevenson has just been awesome ever since he left Washington. He's scored double digits, I think, every year. Um, he's been one of their better playmakers as well. On their second line, they have their Island of Misfits, I think it's what they call it, with Jonathan Marcheseau, William Carlson, and Riley Smith. Remember when William Carlson scored 40 goals a few seasons ago? He's always dangerous. Smith, great player from Florida, Jonathan Marcheseau. He's also solid. And then old friend Phil Kessel is going to be making his return to PBJ Paints Arena, playing with Nicholas Waugh. So that 
will be a lot of fun. That's on their third line. And then Paul Cotter is their third line left winger. And then Keegan, Keegan Colsar, William Carrier, and then their fourth line center, who um, I will just butcher his last name. I don't know. I think he's just a call up from their AHL team. So, you know, they have a pretty deep group of forwards, not as deep as it used to be just because remember that they traded Patriotty of the summer and they also lost Paul Stastny um, a little recently. Um, I believe is I think he did play in he 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 bounced around from Winnipeg to Vegas back and forth before he went to Carolina. But you know he, it was recent that he was with Vegas. So th- th- this team has been deep, but you know they they, they go through players like it's nothing. You know they, it's just, their roster age is like milk every time. That's just what happens when you know you're a win now team. They they don't really care that much. But defensively, you know they they have the nice luxury of putting. Two of their best defensemen on separate pairings, though. Um, it looks like right now that I did remember. So Alex Petrangelo, he is day-to-day. Does not look like he's going to be in the lineup for this game. So that means Braden McNabb will slide in to play with Shea Theodore. Ben Hutton will play with Alec Martinez. Usually Martinez is on the left side, but with Petrangelo out, he is sliding over to the right. It's it's great that they have two bona fide number one defensemen in Theodore and Petrangelo because they can just separate the work the workload. They can give the top minutes to Theodore, and then for Petrangelo, who's a pretty good player but not an elite player like he used to be, he can just get the second pairing minutes and eat those up like he has been ever since he got to Vegas. But Theodore is usually the one to watch out for in that group. He's awesome, you know, great with moving the puck up the ice, nice shot. Um, you know, he can walk the blue line like it's no one else's business. He is also one of the more underrated defensemen in the NHL. So their defensive core, very solid. Nicholas Haig, Zach Whitecloud on the bottom pairing, Ben Hutton, Alec Martinez, and then Brady McNabb and Shea Theodore. Power play wise, very good unit. Eichel, Stone, Stevenson, Marcheseau, and Shea Theodore. The Penguins penalty kill is going to be have to be up to a up for a big challenge in that game, just because of how much talent that Vegas <clears throat> can throw at you on their top power play unit. And that doesn't, you know, come into effect with their second power play unit with Riley Smith, Nicholas Haig, Phil Castle with his amazing shot, William Carlson and Nicholas Waugh. Um, <clears throat> they have two very good units. And then goaltending wise, Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson, I would expect uh, to see Logan Thompson that came in. You know, he's been, he's been good this year. You know, I, I didn't really think he was going to be all that much just because, you know, this was really his first big, like, I shouldn't say debut, but like, you know, this is like his big, you know, Sample size, I should say. He he played a bit last season for Vegas when Leonard was hurt at times, but Leonard also played a lot of games down the stretch. But you know he was fine. But you know he's playing much better right now. You know nine twenty one save percentage, um, two point four four goals against average. He's played in thirty six games overall throughout his career. Um, twenty two and nine and three, two point five six goals against average, nine seventy save percentage. Very respectable numbers. Nine twenty one this year, playing like a capable starter in today's NHL. So he is probably going to be in line to start. This is a very good team. It's going to be a big test for the Penguins to win this game, especially without Latang in the lineup. And I'll be curious to see if they do go back, um, <clears throat> put Dan Hine in there, Kasperi Kapan's a scratch. I'm not really sure. I'll get to some practice notes in just a second. But, you know, th- this one should be <clears throat> a lot of fun. Now, going over some other game notes, um, the Penguins, they're 3-1-0 and all-time against the Knights at home and 5-3-0 and all-time against the Knights. The Penguins last season, remember, um, they won one of the games against the Knights. They actually came back from 3-0 down against them in Vegas. T-Mobile Arena, very hard place to win, and the Penguins, they scored five unanswered goals to win that game. That was probably one of the games of the season, I think, um, <clears throat> at least in my opinion. 
And excuse me, yeah, they were 2-0 against Vegas last season. They outscored them 10-5, and they actually played well on the power play. Two for six on the main advantage. Probably not going to be the same this season with how bad that unit is. Uh, Jeff Carter actually played well against them last season. Four goals. Actually, no, four points. One of those, one of those was a goal in those two games. Um, the Penguins have also been playing really well as of late. They have points in nine of their last 11 games, seven and two and two. Uh, only the Devils have picked up more points than Pittsburgh during that stretch that started on November 9th. Tristan Jari, who I would also expect to get the start against Vegas, he has played very well against them in his career. 3-1-0, 2.27 goals against average in a 9-21 save percentage. Special teams, obviously going to be a big factor. The Penguins penalty kill. Uh, they've killed 23 of their last 24 penalties. They killed off 19 straight penalties overall in the last eight-game stretch going back to November 15th going to be a big test in that one i think one of my big keys will be seeing how that unit goes up against vegas's powerful unit which is you know usually one of the better units in the league so really excited <clears throat> to see that and then you know i'll get to the power play and some practice notes in just a second but i i always have fun when vegas comes to town this should be a dandy um i think that's really all i have to say about the, the vegas golden knights you know i just i think bruce cassie's doing an incredible job he's one of the best coaches in the league for a reason. This team is very skilled. They're very deep. They defend well. They're getting good goaltending. Looking every bit of a Stanley Cup contender. So big test for the Penguins. We'll see if they can get the two points in that one. I'll have a full recap episode right after that game ends. It'll be nice that I can watch on AT&T Sportsnet and not just on a delay or anything like that. So that wraps up this preview segment for today's episode. Coming up in the final segment, we're going to get into some practice notes from today and why it looked like they were working a lot on the power play. We'll look to see, did they make any changes to the power play units? That's all coming up right after this commercial break. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Elorso Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So the Penguins, they did, in fact, practice today. Um, looked to be about, I think it was a 30-minute session, but according to Taylor Haas of DK Pittsburgh Sports, two-thirds of it was dedicated to the power play. Um, so you know, at least at least that's good. Uh they, they also did a shootout drill, um, which was cool. I guess they just still want to work on those because they had a lot of um shootouts last season but um top unit no changes for some reason i i i, I don't know I, I think it's legit insane that mike sullivan is just rolling out that same unit like there's no problem at all i don't know just something something's fishy i, I think about that and it's, so again petrie crosby malkin ruskin still second unit joseph raquel jeff carter jason zuckerberg captain why ricard raquel is not up on the top power play unit i have absolutely no idea i i analyzed that unit on my tuesday episode going into what the heck is going on with it um i have the same answer now it, it, it stinks and you know it sounds like they didn't really do anything different again outside of deployment wise i think strategy and just moving the puck around and getting getting to the prime scoring areas i don't really know fully what they did just because i'm not there i'm hoping to be there for some practices a little later a little later on but um it's just really weird to me that they're not making any changes in heck, you know, even Brian Rust, who's really struggled this season. Um, I think he should be one of the first people to come off that unit. If, if not the actual first to come off. So I don't know Weird to me. I, I feel like they need to be doing um, a lot more than just running it back and thinking that it's okay. 
Um, other than that, the lines were the same today. I think you're probably going to see Heinen as a healthy scratch again tomorrow. I gave my thoughts on that for the most part. Well, I think I did. But if not, I'll just relay them to you all again here. Um, I, I, I get it just because he just, he just hasn't really been doing much in the last month. Been, I think we're at 17, 18 games in a row now where he just hasn't scored, had that really nice hot stretch this season where it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to score double-digit goals again. And I had people saying he was going to score 20, and I'm like, you know, I don't know about that. He had 18 last year, which was a career high, and I, that's why I kind of lowered my expectations a little bit. I said 12 to 15 is probably in the ballpark for what you're going to get. And right now, I don't even know if he's going to hit that, especially if he just keeps being healthy scratch. Now, I know the best part, the best thing is, <clears throat> you know, you don't want Kasperi Kapanen on the ice just because, you know, you're just making a change for the sake of it. He's just not a good player at this point in his career. I think if they really want to make meaningful changes, they're going to have to call someone from Wilkes-Barre or just trade for a third liner at this point. That, that line, I think, is still their biggest issue, in my opinion. And until they make an acquisition for it, I don't think swapping out wingers is going to do anything. You know, I think another big problem is the play of Jeff Carter right now. He's just a black hole at both ends of the rink. I understand he's played well um, in the faceoff circle. He's actually been one of their best centers in faceoffs this year, so I'll give him that. I get that he has a veteran presence. I get that he's one of the team's leaders. But at the end of the day, if you're not producing and your underlings are really bad defensively too, you know, sorry, I don't think, really think I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt just because you're good on faceoffs and stuff. But that's just that's my opinion. Oh, man, I think that they're, if they want to make a meaningful change to that line and really improve it, they're going to have to go out and get someone. Or, you know, I don't know, call up Drew O'Connor, Valtteri Pustinen from Wilkes-Barre, something like that. And speaking of call-ups, I'll end the show with this. Again, the Penguins have six defensemen right now. Would not be surprised if Ty Smith doesn't get the call-up if Latang does go on IR or LTIR. Hopefully, you know, I think Ty would probably make his NHL, not his NHL debut, his Penguins debut in that case, in case they just don't want to see any more of Chad Ruedel or something like that. They could also call up Mark Friedman because, you know, he's also playing on the, on the top pairing down in Wilkes-Barre as well. But that'll do it for this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening to this one, even though the the opener was just a bit of a somber start to it. But, you know, you know that, that's this team is never boring with anything, with anything that happens to it. And, you know, I, I got to cover something like that just because of how serious it is and just how, you know, this is not the first time this has happened. So again, Tanger, get well, please. You know, all that matters right now is your health and your everyday life. If you can get back on the ice, that's great. I think it's honestly a bonus for him at this point. If he can get back to be, if he can get back to playing, it's even more of a bonus uh, to me. But again, that'll do it for this one. I'll be back with another episode for you all on Thursday when I recap the game against the Golden Knights. And also let me know about your Spotify wraps. Don't post it on your Instagram stories. Just, you know, post it to me on Twitter. Is the Lockdown Penguins podcast one of your top five most listened to podcasts? Let me know. Tag my Twitter account. Tag the show's Twitter account. Heck, you can even request to follow me on Instagram and just DM it to me. Just don't, you don't need to post it on your stories and that as such. I, I keep going on there and I'm just like, ugh, every story right now is just that thing. But anyways, done uh, talking about that. Um, thank you all so much for listening. I'll be back on Thursday and then Friday we'll be previewing saying Saturday's game against the St. Louis Blues. So hope you all enjoyed this one. I'll talk with you all on Thursday.